Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Season 2 of Jukebox Playlist. This is going up on February 1st, 2021. That is a date that exists now. Um, I didn't think that was going to be a date whenever I whenever I grew up. Um, I am your host, Brooklyn Vale, um, and we got a great panel today, starting off with the with the regular uh, Kelly. Kelly, you've been here many times before. How, how have you been? Oh, of course. It's a pleasure to be back. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> No, this is my first time and very excited and great to can't wait to get into the topic. All right, and making their making their uh their, their first appearance on anything ever jukebox related is one uh Andrew uh the pretentious hack bar. How, how are you doing, good sir? Good, good, good. I uh, can't wait to talk about sports with you guys. Um I am a, a, a huge Eagles fan, so uh, I'm so glad you asked me to be on this, uh, the greatest one hit wonders of sports. Yeah. So, plot twist: Sports Battlefield is back. We did back, it, folks. Back by unpopular demand. <laughs> back by the demand of one person. Yeah, yeah. You, you fan have listened. Have, you fan have put in the demand. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. How we're starting off the season? We're doing like um what I've been calling an anthology series. Uh, we're going decade by decade, uh, doing the greatest one-hit wonders. Uh, we're starting off with the '80s. Uh, I know this particular decade is it, it's it, it holds a place in my heart because of my got my parents. I would say, and in terms of like Saturday morning in particular, it was the '80s and Ace. And every time we would get in the car, drive into town, to be like, "Shut up." The 80s, 80s music is on. It's the only time we're allowed, or not the only time we're allowed, but it's the only time we get to like relive that glory. So that's that's where a lot of these songs kind of uh, kind of attach for me. Um, but uh, but Andrew, what is it about 80s? What is it about One Hit Wonders um, that you that you enjoy? Uh, One Hit Wonders. It, there's just something. It's so weird. There's something about just having lightning strike, like just catching it in a bottle just once but having some of those songs be like some of the most well-known and well-beloved songs of that time period there's just really something magical about that moment even though i feel like some people uh, <laughs> who end up being qualified would not call it as magical but you know absolutely uh and then yeah uh kelly uh you were you were quite excited whenever we uh whenever we announced one hit wonders as a topic Oh, absolutely. And that, that comes directly from my mum as well. And like all the compilation CDs she bought, they were always playing in our house. They always had the one hit wonders on them. And when we eventually got cable, VH1 was always on and they're doing yeah. countdowns. So a lot of my love came from, from that. And um, I agree with Bar. There's just that magic. And sometimes it's like great bands. They had that one song. Why didn't they have more? Or otherwise it's something that's out of nowhere. And just struck this worldwide pop culture, and it's unexplainable in some in some cases. So I love one who wonders. Yeah. Um. So for anybody who hasn't heard the show before, it works uh, or how it works rather uh, is that we each came in with our top ten one hit wonders of the eighties. We're gonna each go through our bottom five and then our top five one apiece. Uh, the two things to consider uh, are scratches and skips. Uh, a skip being if you have a song higher on somebody on that is on somebody else's list, and then also the scratch if there is a song that you forgot that easily would have made your list, uh, you will add it and then replace it with something else. Um, we're gonna start off with me. 
Um, we're gonna start off with a re- we're gonna start off with it with like with the most cheese I think that you could begin any list. Um, the Weather Girls, it's raining men. So yes, is this cheesy? Mm-hmm. Is it overplayed? Mm-hmm. But it's good. Disco is like I said previously. Disco is sort of making a comeback into the into the modern scene, and this is one of the like greatest examples of like medium disco. It has sort of uh, taken on this new life of ha- of being of being an anthem, um, which is which is great. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's the most like. 80s of the 80s one hit wonders i think um kelly your thoughts uh, on the sub oh i love this pick brooklyn um it, it's ooh, it's not quite a scratch but it's almost there and i absolutely agree with what you're saying with disco coming back and i even remember jerry halliwell leaving spice girls and releasing this it's raining men so <laughs> that's my, my culture take on it and it, it is an anthem so good choice good choice uh andrew uh i i enjoy this song a lot but it like and I have to be in like a really cheesy mood for it, so like eighty percent of the time. Um, but like Martha Wash is just one of those powerhouse vocalists that like you've heard her a lot, but you don't realize that it's her. But like this is the one time where they really get to shine, and I like yeah, she's uh, she and her um, uh, co-singer sound incredible. I wish I remembered her name. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look look that up uh, in a little bit, a little fact check. But um, we'll move on to my number nine. Uh, kind of going the opposite route, but still staying in the realm of cheese. Uh, we are going with big countries hit in a big country. Uh, I mean, we're gonna skip. Yep. Okay, excellent. Um, all right. So number eight. We finally get to uh, to some good uh, Canadian one-hit wonders, I believe, if you will. Uh, the Men Without Hats, uh, the safety dance. I knew this was coming somewhere, though. No. So, I will say, and the reason why it is at seven is because that first verse does not hold up. It just sounds like a spoken word version of it, but the second verse just makes up for it. I would rather just them do the second verse for like for for both for both times um just i mean you have that drum beat right right out of the way and then you have have the keys and then you have the other keys coming in coming in with the chorus the bass line that sort of sits there the the entire time it's nonsensical it's sort of like the beat the beatles with i'm a walrus where it's like i don't think they're writing anything to necessarily make sense um but i think that's the uh the overall intention um andrew your thoughts on the safety dance Okay, look, so I used to hate this song, actually. Uh, I thought it was the the wrong kind of cheese, uh, that wrong kind of time capsule. Um, I've softened on it, though. However, I will say um, that their other song that I know from them, I think it's called Pop Goes the World, or yeah, Pop Goes the World. I really like that one a lot more. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Kelly. I still hate this song. (laughs) (laughs) I I love your enthusiasm, Brooklyn. You're actually almost selling me on it, but there's just nothing in it for me personally. I don't like the tune. I don't like the lyrics. It's just, it's always a skip to me. That's fair. Um, All right. 
move on to lane number seven. Um, this might be like a deep cut for One Hit Wonders, based on my research. Uh, but this is by a trio called The Outfield, uh, and the song is called Your Love. So I'm taking this to make either of your lists. So this, oh, okay. So um, this is very much like 80s power rock. Um, I, th I actually I think the outfield is one of the greatest names because for a trio, you would never think to just be like, oh, yeah, like it's the outfield. Three, three people out there already. Um, just kind of keep, keep that name. Um, you have this great sort of arena rock with with the chorus and uh, and the drums. Um, but it's just like there's a big band here uh, I called Haywire. And these guys have a very similar similar sound um, in terms of just like kind of that basic bare bones pop rock. Um, and these are just one of the guys that kind of gets added into that mix of like just 80 sort of dad drive rock. Um, that's kind of that, that, that overall genre I find I attach to. Um, Kelly, your thoughts and have you heard the song before? I have heard the song, but only recently. Um, one of my favorite cover bands just did it. So um, I'm new to it. So it didn't quite make my list, but I, I enjoy it. So good choice. Nice. Uh, uh, this was in consideration for me, um, but I had a rule aside from one song that I gave special privilege to, um, if the band had any other songs that hit the U.S. Uh, Hot 100 in the top 40, uh, they would not be eligible for my list. They had a song hitting at like number, I think it's at number 31 in the U.S. charts, so they became ineligible for my particular list. Okay. Excellent. Oh my! The fact checkers on this list is go is going to be crazy. Um, I mean, like, I mean, the top, like, the bottom five. There's going to there's going to be some questions, but the top five, you're you're not you're not. I don't think there's anything. Um, but finishing out the bottom five of my list, um, it's a little cheesy again, but it works. It's soft sells tainted love. Skip. Oh. Um, okay. All right. Big skip. All right, we're moving on to uh, to Andrew now, starting with your 10 through 6. Cool. Uh, no one's going to have the same number 10 as me. I promise that. Uh, my number 10 is uh, The Future's So Bright, I Gotta Wear Shades by Timbuk3. Okay. Um, so this is sort of like a, a bluesy song with like a driving guitar line uh, and a sweet, sweet harmonica. Um, the lyrics are like, they're kind of like wonky, but I kind of like that about it. It gives it an, a, like a really nice charm. Uh, it's a song about a uh, nuclear holocaust. Um, the future's so bright, I gotta wear shades. Uh, but it, it, there's something about the delivery that harm, once again, that heart, that sweet, sweet harmonica, um, and just the absolute quirkiness of it. It really, really captured my heart. Uh, Kelly, your thoughts? I have not heard this song, but can't wait to find it on YouTube or Spotify later and have a listen. It sounds great. Um, so I have not heard it. Uh, I do have it on now, and I have it. Ha I've had it on since you uh, since you've been selling it. Um, I, the B fifty twos are 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 a band. Um, yes, they, it is they, very they, similar. Yeah, I, it is similar. I just kind of want to listen to B fifty twos more. Um, they kind of perfected that style, and I mean, like maybe give me a little more time with Tim with Tim Buck three. Um, but I could easily uh, my mind could easily be changed. Um, on your number nine, 
Uh, my number nine, uh, you can tell that I'm ver that very artsy kind of person, uh, because my number nine, I was shocked that they actually qualified for my list. Uh, it's Devo with Whip It. Okay. Uh, first of all, I'm actually a really big Devo fan. Like, I don't have any of their albums, but, like, all of the singles that I really like from them, they really hit for me. And Whip It is just that perfect... Like, as I said, lightning in a bottle moment where it's just that driving synth line, the actual sound of a whip being used, and just the delivery is so great. Uh, I think it's Mark Mothersbaugh um, the, uh, is the lead in this. And it, 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 for some reason, his vocals are just so perfect for this melody and, like, the the very electronic kind of like sound that this has this song is an absolute blast all right so i'm gonna be the the, the grouchy guy in the corner um oh, and no. this, song, this song got incredibly overplayed um Ugh. now mind you that could be just because of like the chat like so the, there was a channel in Canada called Family Channel, and there for some reason there was like this like almost like a, a, almost like a Canadian version of Kids Mop, but they covered this song and they played it like every day. So while yes, it is a great song, Mark Mothersbaugh is actually is an incredible mind. He's done a couple sc uh, film scores, I believe, as well. Yes, and he also did the uh, the theme song for the Rugrats. Yes, um, but yeah, this one has just this one needs to stay in the eighties. I'm sorry. Um, at least, it, at least that group wasn't Devo 2.0. Remember that, that folks. Yikes, Kelly. Uh, I have no strong feelings either way on this one. Don't love it. Don't hate it. If it's on, it's fine. The thing I associate the most with it is actually Smithers from The Simpsons with "Crack That Licorice Rip." That's where it comes to mind when I hear it. Um, that's my point of view on Whip It. Nice. Um, all right, Andrew. Next up. <laughs> I know I'm leaving Brooklyn on an island here with this one, but I don't care. I think it deserves to be in my top ten. <laughs> uh, hey Brooklyn, um, what do you think? Uh, what do you think? Uh, one of the best categories in multiplex miscellaneous is uh, time hop science. Why did we with science by Thomas Dolby? All right. Oh God, I might be the one on the island. Okay. Uh, oh shit! This song is so much fun. Like I just think like nobody. Thomas Dolby's not taking this seriously. Like he's having fun with this song. It's it's supposed to be a song that's just like quirky and fun and like like really really experimental. Um, I actually think the melody line in this is super strong for the instrumentation. Uh, it's actually really sticky and it's really catchy. And it's actually really well crafted, um, and like once once again, like it's it's like it's it's so much fun. I know that uh, you guys apparently don't like this, but honestly, this one sticks in my head, and I have to sing along to this. So uh, bring your pitchforks, come on! All right, all right, Kelly. Um, no, no pitchforks. Um, and I, I 100%, I think the melody line is the saving grace. Like, when if I think it's poetry in motion, like, that sounds great. It's just everything around it. Just It just doesn't hit for me. You do you, Bob. Enjoy. I, I will. I will. 
I'm actually going to go the 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 opposite. I like the bass. I love the keys. I love the drum. Like this, that rhythm section in general. I do. I do like. Um, if I could compare it to anybody in a way, it's very similar to Duran Duran, but like you said, Andrew, a little more exp- little more experimental. Uh, definitely get the sense of like them wanting to pu- push the edge. It's silly. That is absolutely the point. Um, but yeah, um, if we're talking about quirky science songs, Bill Nye the Science Guy's theme song will always ring support. Where do you, where do you think Bill Nye the Science Guy's theme song's inspiration comes from? Not, I mean, not this as much. Where do you hear falsetto in Bill Nye's theme song? Uh, but <laughs> we'll talk about this later. All right. Uh, your next song. Uh, my number seven is going to get skipped. It is it's in a big country by Big Country. Skip. So yeah. Uh, my number six is my only hip hop song uh, on my list. Uh, it is the coolest, uh, the most danceable, uh, and probably the most likable. Uh, it is "It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. Cool. Uh, there's so many things going on in this song that kind of shouldn't work. But when you pair them all together, it works incredible. First of all, once again, it's incredibly danceable. Like it is it, it like you cannot help but to at least like shake a little bit. Um Rob Bass is his flow on this is really cool, but I think the star of this is that beat. Uh, and it's specifically that sample, uh, that James Brown song that they use is incredible. I mean, sadly it came to bite them in the butt because James Brown, when it came to his music was real tight. Um, but there's just so many quotable lines in this. My favorite one is easily, I like the Whopper, fuck the Big Mac. Uh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) because it's very true to me as well um but yeah like you know the lyrics to this song there's no way that you're not rapping along to this as you're listening to it this song friggin slaps i'm very tempted to use my scratch on this because i this probably would have made my list in some capacity um but i'm gonna be aggressive and wait because i think because if this is a number six and there's probably a better song that i should probably scratch but it is a it is a great song and i think i think it's a, from that immediate um that immediate lyric of it's like i want to rock right now um and just kind of how they like roll over on on that on that uh, on that lyric uh kelly oh and the black eyed peas had the balls to sample this and do it poorly so um, yeah, definitely. It's one of those great 80s dance songs. Um, anything with like, um, I want to rock right now or everybody dance now or anything that's a call to action to dance is generally going to be pretty good, but it's got to have that beat to back it up. So good choice. Um, all right. I believe, yes, I believe we're on to Kelly's uh, 10 through 6. Brilliant. This is where I kill off any goodwill I've got going with for me with my garbage opinions. Um, I'm starting off with Funky Town but not the lip-sync version, the pseudo-echo Australian version. Better, but still. (laughs) So I love this one because not only am I starting off with a one-hit wonder, it's a double one-hit wonder, a one-hit wonder cover of a one-hit wonder. 
Um, it starts with a rock edge, so you're kicking in with drums. I love the drum beat throughout this whole song. And then the guitar comes in, and then the ultimate 80s instrument, the kita. How can I not have a song with kita? Make my list. Um, and I always, I'm always a sucker for someone who does like the gender swap vocals. So doing a male vocal of a traditionally female disco track with a bit of a rock edge. It's got that mid 80s rock feel to it. And I just enjoy this one. Um, Andrew. Um, okay. So I hate Funky Town. I hate Funky Town. I hate Funky Town. I hate Funky Town. Um, the pseudo echo version is slightly better. Than the lip sync version, but only slightly. So I still gotta hate this song. So I like Funky Town, and I also like the also like this song. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be silly and and decry one of the greatest songs from Shrek Two. Um, but get uh, out. I mean, it's I mean, it's no I need mean, it's no it's no holding out for a hero, but uh, or but accidentally yes. in love, Ow. or accidentally in love. Um, but yeah, this is a really cool, like power disco cover. Um, that yes, kind of stays yes. true to the original. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, nice choice. Uh, you're number nine. <laughs> um, this is where I think we will get a bit regional because I've picked an Australian artist that only had the one hit in the US, but I know that they were bigger here. So my parameters for one hit wonder were a bit mixed, but I'm going with Under the Milky Way by the church. Skip. Okay. Uh, my number eight is Perfect by Fairground Attraction. No? Okay. Um, this is a British single. It was the British single of 1989, actually, I found out. But it's um, just this really sweet folk pop rock upbeat love song this lady's waiting for. It's got to be right. It's got to be perfect. Uh, young hearts are foolish. They make the same mistakes. So I'm going to wait until I get it right. And just as a young girl, I always found that message to be very positive and uplifting. It's it's chicken soup for your ears, basically. It's simple guitar, easy to listen to, and I recommend giving this one a, a, a listen. Um, so I've never heard this song before, but I'm loving what I hear so far. Uh, so I, I, this will probably get stuck in my head for the, for about a week or so. Um, it is a definite earworm. And if you watch the oh, video, sure. they're floating down a boat on the Thames and it's pretty. Nice. Uh, Andrew. <laughs> uh, I'm in the exact same boat as Brooklyn. Um, never heard this song before, but listening to it slightly now, uh, I am, I am on board. Cool. Just what I wanted. <laughs> um, nice. My number seven is I Melt With You by Modern English. Yeah. Very good. And then, oh, possibly another skip. Um, my number six is Don't You Forget About Me. Oh, visceral reactions. For, okay. our, for, for our audio listeners, uh, uh, I believe Andrew threw up in his mouth a little bit. This is so funny because I'm very late to this song. This is one growing up as a kid. I couldn't stand it when it came on the radio. I thought nothing of it. It's a garbage song. Why is it so popular? But I was didn't watch The Breakfast Club until a couple years ago, and then that's just completely changed my perspective and opinion on the song. So now I can find a little bit more meaning in the words, I think, and the emotion of it runs true to me a bit more where Everyone wants to think back on their high school days and hope that they made some sort of impact on someone else. So I, I like it for that that fact. Um, 
graduations killed this song. And this is this is at no fault to Bre- to Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club is a great movie. It's one of the first movies that Sue and I actually watched together as a couple. Um, Andrew, you get you get your film takes out of here. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, if we're to go this route of like the John like of like the big songs from John Hughes movies, I might even go say almost fire. Um, purely for like the eighties one hit wonder. Um, but Andrew, uh, your thoughts on Don't You Forget About Me? I think this is possibly the most overrated song of the entire decade. I think that this is a nothing of a song. Uh, I think that this is the kind of background music that you put in grocery stores to relax people to make them buy more things. Uh, I cannot stand this song. I don't get the hype. I'm glad you like it. I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong for liking it. But I think that this song is way pushed out of proportion. Yikes! <laughs> um, no, no, I, I completely, I completely take that because, like I said, it wasn't until I watched the movie, and then it's just all my feelings are tied up in it, and I can't separate it. And then I appreciate it for the um, pop culture sort of phenomenon it become. Because if you stick your arm up in the air like this, you're thinking, "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's no vitamin C graduation, oh, but that's oh, that one's done to death. That one's done to death. <laughs> oh my god. Um, all right, so now we move around to everybody's top five, uh, and we're starting with my five. This could be a skip, um, depending on depending on the crowd we got, uh, but it is uh, turning Japanese. So it's really weird that this that this song and this band is a one hit wonder, considering how close they are to the police. Um, both lyrically and musically, um, for their for their post wave sound and how obscure they are, and considering how far, how, considering how obscure police have went and how successful they 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 became, it's just that very kind. Of, like I said, like the post wave sort of like punk punk vibe, um, but it's a little it's a little cleaner, I guess. I guess I guess you would say in terms of uh, in terms of like the melody and how they progress through like. But the chorus, it's very, very kind of very like riffy, um, and how they just kind of do this do one riff, but then they kind of change like change through the, the different keys and whatnot. Um, I know this one is is critically acclaimed um, in terms of like eighties one at wonders overall. Um, but uh, Kelly, uh, your thoughts on Charlie? Uh, I th- I agree that the music part is so great. I loved this one as a kid because it's so pop. You can dance around to it. But as I got older and you start listening to the lyrics, it is seedy. And it's just changed my opinion on it. It's, I've just done a 180, so I, I would still bump along to it, but it's not enough to make my list. Okay. Andrew? Uh, uh, I agree. I've, I've never liked the lyrics, but I'm also going to say that I've never really liked the music either. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's bad, but, like, it's just, like, I, it doesn't click with me. Okay. All right. Um, moving on to Andrew uh, for your five. Uh, we're going to talk about the church now. It's under the Milky Way. Um, this song I discovered because of VH1. Uh, and I was like, ooh, I like the atmosphere that this song has. Let me check it out. And then it kind of blew me away. Um, once again, the atmosphere of this song is absolutely fantastic. Um, the lead singer's vocals, I, there's something about that deepness in his vocals, like the way that he delivers it, it's so perfect. 
and it just sets the mood amazingly well. Like it, it, it is exactly as it sounds. It is as if you are floating in space uh, and just nothing but stars and planets around you. It's kind of magnificent. But the best part about this song, and it's going to sound weird, is that bagpipe solo. Like that moment comes out of nowhere, but it is like the... F- it is sort of like putting that final piece of a puzzle uh, into place. It is just the most satisfying thing. Uh, I think that this song is absolutely incredible, and more people need to know this song. All right, uh, Kelly. Uh, Baz just like described beautifully all the things that I want to say as well. Um, hauntingly beautiful is the term that I wrote down to describe this song. It's It's got that late 80s alternative, a little bit the Cure love song, that sort of feel to it. Um, um, I wrote as well, wait until night, put on some headphones, look outside and listen to this song and it's transformative. I like, I love the, like the headphones and like just kind of like stargazing in a way because I definitely get that vibe. Um, I don't know how I've never heard of this song. This sounds like it's handpicked out of the 80s. Um, like the Cure Smith, that's sort of like, sort of that alt indie rock um, scene that would be coming on around that time. It's it's a great song. It's another another great choice. Um, but yeah, um, we now move on to Kelly's number five. Okay, this is my controversial pick because I've got this a, one. Oh no! This, this, yeah, so you know it's coming. If I got a disclaimer, this one it's coming. Um, I've got "Epic" by Faith No More. Now tell me oh. why it's not a one hit wonder. Why is it not a one hit wonder? They had another hit. Not to my knowledge. So any any research I've done, but I told my boyfriend this and he's like, he just looks me dead straight in the eyes and goes, Kelly, they have a greatest hits. How can you be a one hit wonder if you have a greatest <laughs> hit? <laughs> and I still have no reply to that. I don't know. But I know that they technically only charted with Epic in the US. So that's what I'm going with. Okay. okay. Are they on anyone else's list? Sorry, I sort of bounced through. No, no. Brilliant. Um, oh, this song's so unique. Like anytime I put this on, I enjoy it. Uh, driving around in the car, it is so much fun to scream in your most nasal voice in the chorus. <laughs> and uh, I haven't talked about it yet, but uh, the music videos of this time is also a really big part of why some of these songs are one hit wonders. It's the I Want My MTV generation. And if you utilize that tool, uh, it definitely propelled you forward. So watching this music video with the lightning in the background as they're playing, and it's it's amazing. So, um, Andrew. Uh, so I like this song. Um, that uh, I like this. I like the singing more than I necessarily like the rapping in this. Um, or at least like the that funk rap kind of delivery that's going on here that was clearly uh <laughs> something that influenced the Red Hot Chili Peppers a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, this song's cool. And anytime uh, I put it on a party, someone always says to me like, "Oh my god, I love this song." So <laughs> it's just so random. It's just one of those ones that just one person will come up to you and find you go, "I like this." <laughs> So yeah, I've I've heard this song before. I don't know if it was like if it was like a cover, um, but I I remember this being like a lot not cleaner, but I guess a lot more mainstream. Um, but I now understand why you and Michael Campbell are are good of friends as you are because this is a very Michael song. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, all right, so now we move on to my number four, uh, and now this is where we move into the arc that I would consider, like, the classics of 80s one-hit wonders. Uh, we're gonna start off with the song that kicked off MTV, uh, it is The Buggles, of uh, Video Killed the Radio Star. Oh, really? It didn't make your list. Okay, so according, so as far as my research goes, these guys only ever charted uh, as part of their album uh, on the Billboard 200. There's, this single didn't actually ever like ever chart um, on the billboards, um, but just such a such a great song in terms of how you go from uh, fr from the synth and then that duality, the the duality of the vocals. Um, they're very reminiscent of the band listen to now to a lot now. Uh, July talk. Um, and, uh, just kind of how catchy, uh, the, the chorus is, and you kind of get the, the melancholic tone, um, from the, from the, from the male lead vocalist in terms of, like, how it's them passing the torch. It is, like, really is video killed the radio star. Like, radio's not going to be a thing, um, because this would have came out when the MTV, uh, launch MTV. Launch came out MTV nineteen eighty one. So yeah, radios really would have been starting to decline around that time. Um, Andrew, uh, your thoughts on Video Killed the Radio Star? Uh, this song just missed my list. Uh, it is an honorable mention for me because it just qualifies. Actually, uh, in the U.S., it hit number forty. Uh, so I, I I'm disappointed that it couldn't make my list, but I had to find spots for you know sheep line to be the science. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Andrew, the Nazario of Jukebox playlist. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, uh, and Kelly, your thoughts? Uh, absolutely agree with what it did for music television. As I just said before, I think that's such a big part of the '80s. The song itself doesn't really do it for me, but I love that it's got um, like that call and response bit, where like if you if you walk around the house and you hear "ow ow," like you do that bit no matter what. So it definitely gets in your head. It, it gives you that reaction, but it's it's on my side list. Uh, th this is also another. I believe Black Eyed Peas also sampled also sampled the song, and I believe they also sampled it poorly. Um, but, uh, Andrew, uh, I want to you are number four. So there are two songs that I kind of cheated with. Um, this hit number 11 in the U S charts, not on the billboard hot 100 on the U S uh, mainstream rock charts. Uh, it is by a band called red writer. It's called lunatic fringe. Uh, so if you can't tell. I kind of like that atmospheric kind of thing, which the opening of the song absolutely is. It's kind of eerie with this little, this siren, and then there's like this, uh, there's like this buildup, and it leads into these absolutely awesome crunching guitars, just these power chords that just kind of open up. Ch -ch 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 and it just builds and builds and builds to this great rock piece um, that is kind of spooky and eerie. It's about this unknown person named Lunatic Fringe uh, and Tom Cochran. Most people would know him from Life is a Highway is the lead singer of this band. Um, is just absolutely killing it with the vocals on this piece. Uh, this song is criminally under listened to 
Uh, it is a rock masterpiece. Masterpiece, but yeah, no, I'm gonna stick by that. It's a rock masterpiece. All right, Kelly, you go first. I've never heard this song, but hearing spooky, eerie, and is selling me big time. So <laughs> those are all good keywords for my interest. <laughs> so uh, Andrew mentioned earlier that Tom Cochran is the lead singer of this uh, of, of this band. Tom Cochran being a good Canadian boy. Uh, with that being said, though, there's a Canadian bylaw here that there has to be so much Canadian music being played. And on the 70s and 80s station, this is one of them. This was on my short list, uh, but actually, I do have a funny story. I took it off of uh, I took it off of my off of the list. I think it's for that like siren esque guitar solo that they do towards the two thirds. But as a kid, I always thought Lunatic Fringe was actually Let Me Take Reg. I always heard. Yeah. So for that, it's like if I if I could never understand the lyrics growing up, I should never understand them as an adult. Um, but yeah, it's a fun song. Um, Kelly, we now move on to your number four. My number four is the skip from earlier for "Tainted Love" by Soft Cell. All right. So um, I didn't know this was actually a cover for the longest time. I think it was until VH1 and they said it was a cover. But it's got such a great groove. I love the vocals on it. Um, and everyone just loves that sort of breakup sort of song. It, it's something in the human condition of like, we have chemistry together, but no, it's just not working. I need to run away, get away. Um, and I love the uh, don't touch me, please, when he hits those high notes. I think everyone loves to sing sing that out loud. So that's what I like about Tainted Love. Um, so I think this was a, this was sort of like a, not, not a breakthrough song necessarily, but I discovered this song actually on Canadian Idol. Uh, one of the, like one of the last few seasons, uh, somebody covered somebody covered this, and I was like, "Oh, this cool! This song is really awesome." Um, it is definitely like overplayed, kind of in that same sense of the Eurythmics, um, sort of in, in that in that vein. Um, but just that like that super powerful two note, like the like the boom boom. Um, the Lauren Alder noise. Do do yes. There we go. Uh, the, the yeah, the instrument name, word, sounds come together and make really good noises. Um, Andrew, you uh, you you stop this uh, this moving train uh, before it goes crashing. Um, <laughs> glad to have that pressure. Um, yeah. so I used to love this song when I was younger. Um. Now I still like it. I respect it. I be, being from the background that I have, um, it's very cabaret esque. Um, but I also cannot separate this song from where uh, from the um, version that combines it with "Where Did Our Love Go," uh, which just kills the mood. Um, and I also actually really like the Gloria Jones version better. All right. So, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so now we go to uh, to my number three. Um, and I, in, in terms of a song overall, I think this song is is pretty overrated. But as a one hit wonder, it has to be in consideration. It is the Norwegian uh, super supergroup of Aha uh, and Take on Me. They're not a supergroup at all, but but the way that they are memed, they may as well be a supergroup. Skip. Skip. Yeah. Andrew, you're it's number coming. 
my number three is also uh, my top three kind of are like staples of 80s one hit wonders. I've kind of gotten out out of the, uh, the obscure ones right now. Uh, my number three is Come and Eileen by Dexie's Midnight Runners. Skip. All right. Church <laughs> Clinton. Oh. <laughs> so spoiler alert i'm using my scratch on that song um yeah um you didn't have come on eileen on your list i will explain later um okay so, um yeah kelly you were number three um well everyone's going to be able to figure out my three two one now but my number three is big country that got skipped before okay in a big country uh, this is so high on my list directly because of my mum. Like, this is one that played in our car all the time, around our house. We just loved it. And it's just got that early 80s uplifting songs about dreams, songs about being hopeful, those soaring, um, like, uh, British bands like U2 and Tears for Fears. It's got those big vocals and the bagpipes that sound like, no, the guitar that sounds like bagpipes. That's the killer. So, again, going with that theme, that's the underlying theme of this playlist, it seems to be, bagpipe guitars. Um, and it's, it's just um, it's a working-class people's song, so it's something that anyone can sing along to. We are playing in the car the other day. My mum says, anything that makes you go, ha, in it. Like, she doesn't want <laughs> la, 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 or do, do, do. She wants that guttural, ha, when you're driving. <laughs> Uh, and uh, when you get to the, the line where it says, um, see the sun in winter time, and he just sings that out loud, like you sing that from your chest, and I love it. Um, I had this at nine, Andrew. Did you have this higher? I had this at seven. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it, there's something about the grandiose arena rock kind of like sound to it. Um, like this song sounds epic. Um, the vocals are fantastic. The production on this song is mint. Like every you like, it's layered amazingly. Um, and you're right. The lyrics, it's they're they're just so they just strike you right in the heart. Um, and I can't. I wish I remember the lead vocalist's name. Um, but he just has one of those like powerhouse vocals where you're just kind of like how is this band not bigger they should have been huge like we messed up as a society absolutely i think they tried with a few other bands and had the same producers you two or something like that but it just just didn't crack through but uh, it also gives me those um sing street feels as well yeah. like if you watch the video clip as well it's them in the scottish countryside trying to put a video together and i just love it uh, yeah, so I believe Stuart Adamson uh, is yes, the name yes. of there the guy. Um, yeah, I never realized before the song that bagpipe guitars were a, were a thing. But this is one that is again sort of like handpicked from the eighties. But you can sort of, but you can take off the shelf and put and put it back. It's 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 great, and I think it's I think it. Um, I don't know if I think top five might be a little, might be a little too high for me, but definitely needs to be in the top ten consideration for One Hit Wonders. Um, all right, move on to my number two. Um, and uh, if you have listened to the show, you will not be surprised whatsoever. Uh, it is the inspiration to, or not, it's, sorry, it is the inspiration to the miscellaneous outro theme song, rather. It is Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy. Uh. 
Okay, so this didn't make anybody else's list. I'm a big sucker for acapella. Uh, as you can tell by the jukebox playlist theme song being after uh, For the Longest Time by, by Billy Joel. Um, just how you layer... Well, first of all, this is this is a loop song from the, from the beginning. You, you loop it with, with with the bass note with the bass, and then you have the you have you have the harmony with sort of the with like the coop coop parts, um, and then you have the falsetto, and you can just tell how much fun he's having in the song by like the second or ver second or third verse. And I'd love to hear the song live. I don't think, but that is unfortunately going to that is unfortunately unable since he has uh, since passed away, I believe. Um, or has he? I think he's passed away. I think that was a rumor. Okay. Um. But yeah, great song, nonetheless. Don't worry, be happy. Uh, Andrew, your thoughts? Um. First of all, I double check. He's still alive. Okay. Um. This song frustrates me so much. I can't stand this song. I really can't. Like <laughs> some of the lyrics in here. Or um, things that I would absolutely worry about, uh, like the landlord says your rent is late. He may want to litigate. Um, time to start thinking about things. Um, but it's just also like there's something about it that's just like it sounds like it was written for like a children's TV show. Like I, I this song annoys me so much. But hey, guys, she blinded me with science. Kelly. That song flat. <laughs> uh, it didn't make my list, but I absolutely appreciate the musicality and technique that has to go into it. And just for um, the simplicity uh, of it and being able to be a big hit with just that simple melody, I, I think that's pretty phenomenal, but it's just not a song that I go back to. Okay. Um, all right, Andrew, number two. Uh, number two of three, uh, One Hit Wonder Staples. Um, it's probably the one I think most people might think of when it comes to One Hit Wonders of the 80s, aside from the one you guys are going to bring up later. Um, but it's also famous for that sweet, sweet haircut. Uh, it is I Ran So Far Away by A Flock of Seagulls. Uh, this song slaps. Um, so originally, this was my number three, and I switched it last minute because... There's just something about that pulsing, like, beat to it. Um, those awesome guitars. The, for some reason, the effects on his voice, I, they just work so perfectly. And if you have ever seen the music video, that music video is the most cheese-tastic 80s video you will ever see. But my favorite moment of that is just watching him play the keyboard, and it's just that one note every time. But he just plays it with such enthusiasm. Um, but I think the, I think once again, the, like the the main focus of the song is just that driving, pulsing, tempo driven by these kick-ass guitars and these weird, weird lyrics that I, I think we're all positive is about alien abduction. But there's something about the tone that really matches the lyrics this song is absolutely incredible uh kelly 
this fun, this song is absolutely mediocre to me. It's just another <laughs> generic 80s song to me. I could mix it up with Duran Duran and any other pretty hair boy songs. Oh. Any day day. Yeah, it's. I think it's fine. I think it's fine if it's on. I'm going to give it a listen, but it's nothing going out my way to be like, hey, turn that up. Um. So I think it's better than fine, but it didn't qualify for my list because uh, upon research, um, they so Iran was at number nine, but then they had uh, Space Age Love Song at 30 and then Wishing If I Had a Photograph of You at 26. Um, so for those reasons, didn't Which, quite, which charts that song, Brooklyn? Uh, Billboard.com slash music, slash music, uh, mu- music, music, um, chart history. Uh, one top 10 hit, and they had four songs uh, that peaked. Uh, so really? they peaked at 30, 26. Okay. That's what I have. That's what I have here. Huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great song. Um, like Andrew, Andrew mentioned earlier, the, 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 the emphasis of that man is putting on the one note as he's spinning around and not only <laughs> he's spinning around, but the mirrors. So you, so you get multiple people just pressing down on one note with such, <laughs> such enthusiasm. Um, all right, Kelly, on to your... And you also get multiple shots of the camera in the mirror. Yes. Uh, my number two is another one where the music video is just super tied into it. It's Come On Eileen. I, I hear this song and I think overalls. Are, are you going to skip or scratch Brooklyn? Uh, no, I'll, I'll just wait. I'll wait till we get to... Uh, I'll wait till we get to me. Oh, yeah. I think of people in overalls dancing around when I hear this song. Uh, it must have been on every CD I ever made between like 2000 and 2009, whenever you burnt CDs for the car. This song was on it. It gets you up and goes in the morning. It's got that fiddle Irish feel to it. It's uplifting. It's a bit of a strange melody. And it's what I love about One Hit Wonders, where I feel like it came out of nowhere. I don't know why the song was popular. I don't know why it made it around globally, but it's just an enjoyable song. Uh, I'm also shocked at the fact that the song it took the number one spot from, I believe, was Billie Jean. Um, Whoa! Yeah, this knocked Billie Jean off the top of the charts. Um, I love, like, Irish, like, folk music, um, but to hear it with these kind of, like, new wave, like, vocal, like, styling to it is really great. I think the guy's name is Kevin Rowland. I may be completely wrong, but his Yelpy vocals are so perfect over this instrumentation. And this is easily a song that whenever it comes on, like if anyone ever does it at karaoke, like literally the room explodes. Um, I have never seen a song. I've never, not, well, not never, but, it is very, very, very rare for me to uh, see a song do that to people. Um, and the best part is the build and the then the release. Build. And yes. then it builds back up again. It's yes. so perfect. <clears throat> so whenever I originally made my list, this was number one. Um by far, hands down, um, and this is why I'll use this is why I'm using my scratch because it was a number one. The reason why it came off is because of technically the Celtic Soul Brothers at number eighty six. And whenever I was making my list, 
I was like, this is along the same lines of Vanessa Carlton, and I'm not, and I'm not using Vanessa Carlton for 2000s. So unfortunately, so unfortunately, I took, I, I took, I took it off. But it's on the top of my ineligible list. It's a great song. Um, this one gets played a lot um, here at, at a local, at a little dance scene, where you, where it's mostly 20 to like late 20 year olds and. This '80s one-hit wonder has them all dancing, and like you guys said, that's that slow build-up, um, and just that and that chorus and how they how they fade um, like at this moment and take everything. Um, kind of a great song for everybody to sort of belt out if there's ever 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 a part where like where everybody belts out for a couple words. Um, but yeah, a, a great song. And so, know, Brooklyn, I have a question for you. You said you're not putting. You said you're not putting Vanessa Carlton on your 2000s one-hit wonders. That is correct. So you're not writing a thousand miles again. I am not writing a thousand miles again. <laughs> that ship has sailed. I am a clean man. It has been a long time since I've made that joke. Well, I brought it back. And by and by a long time, I think just last year. Actually, no, earlier this year, whenever we recorded uh, part two. Um, but um, on to uh, on to my number one, I believe, if the uh, if my math is right, um, and I imagine this is going to be on everybody else's list. Uh, but it is uh, ninety nine Luft balloons. So, German or English version, I think either are either are, are excellent. Um, obviously, the English one you have you there's a way. You understand it more, but I, but I think I think you don't need the lyricism necessarily. I think the music I think the musicality holds up enough on its own that you can that you can just listen to it for the for the jam and the and the overall vibe um, that you get from it. Um, it did get killed a little bit with with movie references. I know Wedding Crashers uses uses this uh, quite a bit, and I know Goldfinger has a really good cover of this of this song as well. But I don't think you could beat the beat the original, um, and it's one that I never get tired of. Um, but I'm scared because neither of you have it. Want to start off with Kelly though, because Kelly seems nicer. Um, <laughs> oh yay! <laughs> you still don't know me that well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she's gonna scare me when the first order like actually has her. <laughs> no, um, I do like this song. It's always been on any One Hit Wonders countdown, but that's, I think it has been overplayed to me. It's its one I have grown a little bit tired of. So appreciate the pick, cool um, sound to it all, but just not one that um, I'm going to go out my way to request. Okay. Um, and Andrew? This was actually in my honorable mentions. Um, it was a consideration. Uh, I just happened to like other things better. Okay. All right. Um, and Andrew, now on to your number one. Uh, my number one is the second of the two cheats that I had because uh, it only ever hit uh, number 76 uh, in the U.S. when it got re-released. Um, it is one of the most perfect songs ever made. Uh, it is I Melt With You by Modern English. The moment that that guitar opens up that song is just magic there's something about the first chord that automatically just makes me uh like tune in um i love the sweeping romantic 
atmosphere that this song has while also having this underlying like semi-dangerous tone to it um the lead vocals are so rich and dense the instrumentation is utterly perfect like there is not a chord that you need to take and remove or reshift or anything it is beautiful to listen to um the composition is super strong the production it may be one of the best produced songs i've ever heard in my life um and just the tone that it creates is so perfect especially when they break off into the humming just that and it ramps back into the chorus it is a perfectly layered perfectly crafted perfectly delivered song is this song perfect andrew i, I wasn't i wasn't sure <laughs> uh, it is so perfect that uh you know what you can't ruin this for me no okay so you had actually brought this up before uh sorry oops kelly you go ahead because you oh, actually yes. have I do. I have mine at number seven. Um, it's one of the more enduring hits and legitimately great songs from the 80s. I feel like it's still being played today and at school dances. It just gives you that memorable feeling. I feel like there was a big resurgence in the mid-2000s with like emo alt culture. Like we loved this song. This was a big hit for that. And it's it's got that beautiful romantic uh, sentiment without being overly saccharine or cheesy. This is a love song I like because it's like, what are you going to do with me? Don't tell me how I look. Don't tell me what you like. Babe. What are you going to do with me? Stop the world with me. And that's what I like. And, and I wrote down as well, the breakdown hum is everything because it eases off the tension, but you're still there just a little bit and then comes back. So great choice. Great choice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you have mentioned this before. You mentioned this, I think this was your one hit wonder on back on jam session. I left it off of my list because I knew that you were going to bring it up. It is a great song. Me personally, it just kind of sits in the middle of 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 eighty of eighty songs. Um, I do like the humming part. I do want to make sure, I do want to emphasize though that I think the I think the bass also helps out with that because you get that root note before the hum and it's 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 a great example in how how the bass is sort of like the bus driver in terms of like the groove and the and the overall rhythm also the drum beat in the futures open wide is like I think it's sort of the archetype for just like I know it's sort of looked at now as as a generic build up but that works that build up works so well um but yeah, that is uh, that is going to wrap up the show, I believe. If I'm not, oh no, sorry, no, wow, oh, oh no, my person lost the tears apparently. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the big hook off the side of the stage. Yeah. Guess we ain't talking about ah. Uh -huh. uh -huh. <laughs> you had right. it on your list too. We did, I mean, I wasn't going to be too mad if we didn't talk about ah. Uh -huh. But yes, yeah, the show apparently. Sorry, Kelly. <laughs> we'll we'll, uh, we'll have you back as a guest uh, some other time, Matt Damon. Uh, so. <laughs> but yes, Kelly, you're number one. Okay. This, okay, I've picked Take On Me. It definitely is the basic choice. But when I started making my list, I knew that this was going to be my number one because it's what I think of as maybe possibly the ultimate one-hit wonder because it just checks all the boxes for me. It's Pretty Boy Singers, European Country, Synth, 
came out of nowhere and it's the music video that kills it. They really utilise that format with the video. I watch it still and it's stunning. I love it when she puts the hand into the comic book and the hand comes up and pulls her in. It, it's just great. So I know the song itself, maybe not the strongest, but the song combined with the music video is what's given it its legacy. Um, all right. I had this at number at number three. Andrew, did you have you didn't have this at all, did you? No, you did not. Okay. So yeah, I didn't mention before that this is kind of this is kind of overplayed and in terms of a song, it's very overrated. But as a one-hit wonder, it it works. That that synth gets you gets you from the moment. I think that's I think that's one of the most important parts. Also having that chorus be not accessible. But have it be one where it's like, oh, this is the best part to sort of sing along with. Does the soaring high notes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> nobody, nobody sings the verse. I don't think anybody knows what the verses are talking about, unless people, unless the music heads like Andrew and Kelly sort of like dive dive in. But to casual fans, if anybody asks, if you ask anybody what "Take on Me" is about, uh, no. But the but the, but that keyboard riff is awesome. Um, Andrew, now you will end off the show. Take On Me is a perfect song. It is a perfect song. It is expertly crafted. The lyrics are a little wonky, but they're still utterly romantic. The acoustic version is great. If you've never heard the acoustic version, it is absolutely stunning. They did not qualify for my list. Because in America... They had a song hit number 20 on the charts. Uh, the Sun Always Shines on TV uh, hit number 20 on the U.S. charts, which is also an incredible song. Um, so they would have made my list if it wasn't for that qualifier. Fair. All right. So um, I now, so now the show is over. Yes, everybody got through their 10 through 1s. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 you were right. No? All right, cool. So, uh, honorable mentions. Um, I have oh. I have, a, I have a couple. Um, so, Tough Enough uh, was another one. Wouldn't it be good? Uh, Break My Stride by, uh, I believe, Matthew, Matthew Ryder. I fucking love that song. How dare you? Break My Stride <laughs> is an awesome song. And then, and then I almost put this on here. Just for the obscurity and, and that the song exists, it is a Will Powers mashup of "Baby I Love Your Way" and "Freebird." Um, out. It's out. It's awesome for all the wrong reasons. Out. Andrew, what are your honorable mentions? Um, the three that we did not talk about: um, eight six seven five three zero nine Jenny by Tommy Two Tone. Um, that one's that one's fun. Uh, Cars by Gary Newman, um, and um, the one that I am probably the saddest that I couldn't find space for, uh, Genius of Love by the Tom Tom Club. Um, all right, and Kelly, honorable mentions. My honorable mentions are ones that sort of ride the 89-90 borderline, so I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they come up in next week, so I felt I could let left them off because while they were released at 89, they didn't chart until 90. So that's um Pump Up the Jam and Black Velvet. That's, yeah, no, that's fair. So I'm just going to um, leave that for next time. There was one that I don't think was ever going to make my list, but sort of t sort of um, 
balance on the line of whether of whether or not, but it's uh Easy Lover by Philip Bailey, but it features yeah. Phil Collins. It's a great song, but I think Phil Collins sort of makes that song. That is the show. 80s one hit wonders uh is 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 a wrap. Uh be sure to check us out uh next week, uh February 8th, whenever we're doing the 90s one hit wonders. It's gonna be Caleb Bowman, Kirk Kolakowski, myself, and Joey Adams uh is making his return. Uh but hey. yeah jukebox playlist season two is here uh hopefully we're going to be putting up shows weekly um we're going to have actually whenever this goes up um the schedule for march should be posted along with it so be on the lookout for that but for andrew for kelly i am your host brooklyn vale cheers guys and as always drive safely